Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. It's going down right here. Here we are, folks. It's a Thursday. And we are deep in the playoffs now, Dean. Deep, deep, deep in the fantasy playoffs. Yeah, we got a lineup to set. Yeah, we do. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, <clears throat> FST. I should have cleared my throat before we got started, I guess. But Let me clear my throat. Yeah. So we got a lot going on today, obviously, a lot of players to look at. And the thing I was thinking about the most, and it's, I'm not breaking any news here, is how impactful uh, some very late waiver wire picks can be on this season. <laughs> Just looking at the rankings right now, like Damian Williams? We got a Damian Williams-Justin Jackson matchup that people are going to be very willing to play and use. Uh, and yeah. some people didn't even know who Damian Williams was. Um, they certainly didn't know who Justin Jackson was because he's a third-string rookie running back. And it just came into focus, really, in the last 10 days for both guys. I have to give credit to one of the guys in one of my leagues. Uh, he picked up Justin Jackson on, like, November 29th because I think he saw an opportunity there when Gordon was uh, iffy Struggling. a few weeks ago. This is really not that long ago, right? Yeah, it's like two weeks ago today. Um, Gordon was struggling to play. He's like, well, what if Eckler gets hurt? And now, boom, in the semifinals right. of a playoff league, Justin Jackson's in there against the Chiefs, who obviously are an advantageous running group. You know, just looking at some of the projections <clears throat> um, on Daily Roto, uh, we got Jalen Samuels, Justin Jackson. That's what I was going to say. You know, Blue Damian it. Williams, two-thirds. Elijah McGuire. Two-thirds two of the current AFC playoff teams, mm-hmm. two-thirds, four out of the six of them, will be starting their third-string running back this week. Yeah. Yeah. The Two tonight, Pittsburgh will as well, and Baltimore will as well. That's right. So... Um, you know, a lot of the times in Baltimore, it happened more organically, obviously, than the other ones did. Pittsburgh was an sure. extremely unique scenario, and their their de facto starter gets hurt. Um, I don't think he's going to play. I mean, I know they've bandied it about, and they're not saying anything, but I don't think he'll play. Um, and what kind of a game is he going to have against New England when he's limited physically? Right. The Chiefs, obviously, a unique scenario there, but Spencer Ware then gets hurt. And the Chargers is the type of stuff we see each and every year. First guy goes down, second guy goes down, third guy steps up. And uh, the Chiefs are, are in the same boat now with the second guy going down. It's just really crazy that not only are these guys in prominent positions in fantasy, but the willingness with which people in our community are ready to recommend them, A, and B, people are willing to play them. 
I'm not suggesting that you shouldn't play any of them, but you know, Jalen Samuels ends up having a pretty decent game last week. You know, Elijah McGuire has a pretty decent game last week after Crowell goes down. And then some of these other guys as well have been able to produce in a limited capacity. I I'm excited to see Justin Jackson play a full game. I, I think I think they got something there. Um and we'll see how it goes. We'll obviously preview that game a little bit later, but it's just it's the thing I've been thinking about the most these last 24 hours. No, I think it's absolutely true. And that's why, to be quite honest, um, Blewett, you know, I say the number one rule of fantasy is know your settings. And to be quite honest, I have not in my history played in many leagues where it's like that the fab budget and the waivers get like completely shut off. You know, before the playoffs even start, most of the times I'm in leagues, you can still, you know, make waiver claims or spend some budget. But in some of my teams, I'm just locked. So even though there is a Damian Williams, you know, there is a Gus Edwards, there is a, you know, a Darren Sproles maybe comes back in PR format, you know, whatever the case may be, like... You can't even grab these guys, you know, so know your settings and know kind of the mechanics of how you're allowed to operate to maximize your team. Yeah. So um, some other news and notes. We'll talk about the NFL draft in a second. But I wanted to focus on this one article. I saw it on uh, Pro Football Talk. Uh, Josh Alper is the writer. But it is interesting. and It's something that we talk about here at the end of the season a lot. It's regarding Malik Jackson. And I know this isn't. Uh, particularly fantasy relevant, but I think it's something to be mindful of for those of you that are football fans in general, and it does potentially have an impact on fantasy football if we're talking about offensive players. But Malik Jackson signed a six-year deal with the Jacks before the 2016 season. He came over from Denver, hit the jackpot, coming off the Super Bowl, and uh, you know had a, a big contract from them. But he doesn't expect to see the second half of that contract. He's moved from a first team to a reserve role, and their first-round pick, Taven Bryan, has now moved into a starting role. So he's basically – he has a $15 million cap hit for next season, and he knows that he's probably on his way out. He says, quote, with my situation, I'm playing for 31 other teams potentially. I have to show these teams that I'm playing at a high level. I'm a pass rusher with one sack. So I have to show this team that I'm consistent – I have to show this team that I'm consistently still getting to the quarterback, but I'm just not finishing. So for me, I have to show a lot of people a lot of things about who I am and what I am and what I'm continuing to try to build for myself. They're going to save $11 million by cutting him, Dane, only $4 million in dead money. Yeah. So the reality is they're cutting him <laughs> come March. Yep. And I just think sure. it's a some insight into – the world of the player at this time of year. Yeah, the Jags are done, and yeah, this guy hasn't performed right. well, but he's got a month to turn it around, three weeks to turn it around and try to get somebody a deal. And I think there's a lot of guys out there that are still playing their A's off because uh, they, need to, they need to set themselves up for the rest of their life. Yeah, I think that's completely true, Blue, and a good point. We talk about motivation, you know, all the time in in uh, in a lot of different sports. I'll bring up another example to close out my point. Um, you know, and we talk about teams like, oh, they're giving it up or making business decisions or a team is tanking, quote unquote. I want to be very clear. When I say a team is like tanking, in no way, shape, or form do I mean that the players on the field are not trying. What I mean is more like, tank, oh, players don't. Right. 
Exactly. It may be like the organization is holding a guy out or a guy that is on the wrong side of questionable that would have, you know, gritted it out. They're like, hey, it's okay. We can, you know, they're sending guys to IR early, like a Landon Collins, you know, for example, that sort of thing. But to your point, players, the Malik Jackson example is perfect. Players know that the eye in the sky don't lie, okay? And they are doing everything. It's about putting film up for 31 other teams. I think that is a great point. This is something tangential, but the only other, the, the, when you were talking about like motivations and stuff, the other thing I thought about, I thought about uh, blew it, and it's just timely because it's starting right now, is college bowl season. A lot of teams have varied motivation going into bowls, and if you can find an inefficiency with one team, Are you kind of Boston like, College is yeah. not going to beat Boise, Dane. Is that where you? Is that um, your hot take? That's not necessarily what I'm. <laughs> They're saying. They're not, by the way. But what I'm saying is, yeah, but it's like a seven-point spread or something like that, right? Yeah, um, I'd, I'd lay but there's a seven. lot of times where, for example, like West Virginia will not have Will Greer playing, you yeah. know, or teams that have their coaches fired and they're not caring as much, or a mid-major team that's kind of on the come needs it for, you know, uh, momentum yeah. versus a team that thinks they got, you know, uh, short-shrifted in what their bowl is. So the the question of momentum and motivation is uh, really important. Uh, for players putting their stuff on film. Yeah, no doubt about it. So uh, turning the page over to the favorite story of the day for me. The 2020 NFL Draft will be hosted in Las Vegas, baby. Vegas, Vegas, baby, Vegas. <laughs> We're going there. Roadshow. Dane and I will be there, yeah, I'm sure. Let's do it. Let's broadcast remotely. Hey, Cardano. I'm just going to reimburse it all, baby. We'll get Chrissy Bones there. <laughs> that's right. Dominate the crap state. Remote show, then, like uh, they do at the winter meetings, you yeah, know? that's right. We got to do we got to do live remotes all week from the draft. Yeah. I like so, it. So, um, so there we go. Eighty fifth NFL draft will take place on April twenty third to twenty fifth. This is my mom's birthday. Uh, twenty 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 nice. Las Vegas on and all around. three of those days is her birthday. Uh, all three no, of those days, just the twenty fifth. So on and around okay. the iconic <laughs> Las Vegas Strip. <clears throat> uh, so, you know, look, they're moving a team there. So this isn't uh, this isn't oh, out yeah. of left field. They're obviously doing this to help promote. What I can't imagine yep. is that we saw major turnouts in Chicago, in Philadelphia. They took over the city, basically. And right. in Dallas, they saw, you know, they're seeing like a couple of hundred thousand people, 300,000 people over the course of a weekend. In Vegas, I mean, I, now they're really making it a destination for fans. Right. I, I just, you know, it. it I think that's going to be a new approach for them, right? Like, like the people showing right. up in Philly and Dallas are mostly We're local. Eagles fans a I lot. Don't, yeah, I right. don't know. Like, you and I are doing this on a regular basis. I don't know too many people that aren't in our business that are like, they were like hey, let's go to Philly and right. go to the draft. Right. I'm a huge <laughs> Jets fan. I'm going to take the train down. Sure. Like, that's actually doable. Right. I'm going to take the train down to the draft. But I still don't even know of people that did that. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't know of a Chiefs fan that's like, boom, drafts in Dallas. Let's get a flight down there for the weekend and right. chill and just watch the picks roll off. Like, you know, that first night is a lot of fun. And there's an NFL sure. experience that you could probably do on Friday. But, you know, you're taking days off of work. You're doing the whole thing. In Vegas, since there's no local fan base there right now, I'm just curious how that will work out. I, I think they are anticipating a lot of people to try and get a cheap flight in there and hang out for the weekend. Uh, which is interesting, and maybe it'll work, you know. And to be quite honest, I, I got two things on this. One is, to me, all this signals is the continued, like, movement of the NFL and 
you know, American sports in general, wrapping their arms around gambling and the gambling industry in Vegas, right? Yeah. If they're going to, the you know, they're putting the team there. Was the, the NFL one with specifically, their, the, right? The NFL was the one with their arm out and keeping the gambling mm-hmm. industry at arm's length for the last several right. decades. They still are publicly. They don't embrace gambling. They have not yet. There are just, yeah, but this is a move. Yeah, this is a softening of the walls. Of you know, we're going to host the draft there. There's going to be the team there. Already an NHL team there. Adam Silver in the NBA is well ahead of this, in my opinion. With even like that NBA in play that they were to- that that we were talking about, you know, last year. And so that's that to me. That's like one of my big takeaways. Right. Yeah. The other thing to your point, Blewett, I think the smarter thing for the NFL and for Vegas, would have been to host the 2021 NFL draft there after the inaugural season of the Raiders actually in Las Vegas, to your point, so that they could have been maybe some local fan base that just sees their team for one year and maybe invested in like, oh, what they need to add and what they need to draft for the local fan base. I might have pushed it back one year after the fans have a local team to cheer for for their inaugural season. I, I disagree. And I understand okay. that logic, but if the Raiders went out there and threw up a two and fourteen, people might be like, "Screw this team! I, I ain't showing up." Like, no, but then uh, then, then they'd have the number first, one pick, so I, going to I the draft it. is even more. I get know? it, but there's two. Uh, I, I think there's risks involved. There's unknowns involved in doing it after the inaugural season. Who knows what happens? The team, the team, people might hate the team locally. It might become this weird dynamic. I'm just speculating, obviously, but I like it. Sure. They're, they're doing it as a kickoff to the Raiders in Vegas. I think it makes sense. Right. It and takes all the yeah. unknowns out of it. They can plan it accordingly. So It's a soft launch for football stuff. in Vegas. Yeah, so... <laughs> So it's in uh, it's in Nashville this upcoming year. For the record, I don't know if anybody knew that, but it's in Nashville and then Vegas. So you know, it's I mean, we're on a party rotation for the NFL draft now. We, we we're in New York, yeah, Chicago, like Philly, Dallas. Right. Now Nashville and Vegas. We've turned a corner, my friend. I don't know where they're going to do it. It's next, almost like they should do because the Super Bowls are always in domes and do warm it weather in cities. South Beach instead of not downtown Miami. Well, I was going to go the other route. Let's just go South Beach, uh, and then I don't know where. I was going to go the other way. I think they should target colder weather cities because the Super Bowl is in January or February, and so that can only be in some of these warm weather cities. We're talking late April. You know, maybe it opens the door. Maybe it should be in Chicago outdoors. You know, maybe it should be in Minneapolis, in Green Bay. They did in Chicago twice. But but I'm saying I would rather that the the, the draft Nobody rotation. Nobody wants to go to Green Bay. Come on. Shout out to Green Bay. You'd Love rather you. go Love there Wisconsin. in April than in February. Uh no, I get it, but look, they want people to show up and party, and like these, they have to do yeah. it. In, they have to do it in places that can hold conventions. Because think about the numbers sure. that I threw out there. If three hundred thousand people don't go to a Packers game, you know, okay, I mean, Green they, Bay is obviously then a misnomer, but I'm talking yeah. about like Cleveland, Chicago, Seattle, northern cities that you can't have NFL events we'll get in. There, over buddy. The Super Bowl. We'll get there. We just started right. this road show a couple of years ago. Right. I'm just. You, right. You're throwing cold Sounds water good. on the Vegas idea. I want to go to Nashville. I want to go to Vegas. I'm All right. That. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's four, do a remote. I'm in my 40s. FST I got two little kids. I don't get out to Nashville and Vegas. This is my only opportunity. Manti Teow bachelor parties. That's what you got to invest in with you and your boys. Either Manti Teow bachelor parties where it doesn't exist or divorce parties on the road. Well, jeez. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, let's not let's – not, Let's not wish for things that we don't want. Although I'm not cheering for those. Yeah, I hear you. But I am now a man of a certain 
certain age where I've gone to one. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. So, all right, so so that's it on the NFL draft. Uh, one other piece of news, the NFL expanded the Rooney Rule requirements to strengthen uh, diversity. So uh, special league meeting in Dallas today, the NFL's Workplace Diversity Committee presented modifications to strengthen and enhance the effectiveness, effectiveness of the NFL's Rooney Rule. The enhancements to strengthen the Rooney Rule include clubs must interview at least one diverse candidate from the Career Development Advisory Panel list or a diverse candidate not currently employed by the club. They must continue best practice recommendation of considering multiple diverse candidates. They must maintain complete records and furnish to the league upon commissioner's request. And if a final decision maker is involved in the beginning, he, she must be involved through the conclusion of the process. So they are trying to strengthen the Rooney rule to make sure that uh, there's a career development advisory panel that is sort of lending an assist in the team's individual efforts regarding the hiring of diverse candidates or people of color or however you'd like to phrase it. So, um, look, I, I think it's been a great rule on the whole, um, but the criticisms of it have been that they're just giving token interviews to guys that yep. have no chance to get the job. So I think this is an right, effort. To check the box. I think this is an effort to, along the way, strengthen the pool of candidates so that they are more well known to the teams before they start their hiring process because like getting the Raiders had a deal on Christmas Eve and they weren't going to talk to anybody else other than John Gruden so throw, throwing right. somebody into the interview room and they know they're not going to get it I don't really it's know how it's fair to anybody Right. Yeah, I agree with you. And that's what it comes down to. Like, sure, this all sounds great conceptually, but if the implementation or the reality of it is just that that we're we're cycling token candidates to check a box, then it doesn't really matter. You know, and so the spirit of it is great. We'll see how it plays out in real life. The Career Development Advisory Panel is comprised of former football coaches, executives and players. John Madden. Charlie Casserly, Dick Daniels, James Shaq Harris, Bill Cower, Bruce Arians, and Jimmy Ray III. So some very pretty well-known names there uh, that will be involved in helping to develop some of these candidates. We'll come back. We'll talk about some highlight games for the week. Got some big ones, not just in fantasy football, but on the field in the NFL as well. It's Mike and Dane. FST, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, will be back right after this. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Indeed knows it's hard to find qualified candidates when you're hiring. It's like finding a unicorn. But when you post your job on Indeed, it's easy to find people with the skills you need. Nurse practitioner, four-plus years experience, acute care certification. Indeed has a huge pool of amazing candidates and screener tools that help you find your most qualified applicants. Whoa, an entire short list of unicorns. See why more than three million companies worldwide use Indeed to hire. Post your job at Indeed.com hire. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Source.com score total visits. 
you're someone that needs fantasy sports advice every day, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network has you covered. When you download the FNTSY Sports Radio Network app, you get the top fantasy advice every single day right through the weekend. Be sure to listen to our weekend warriors like College Football Today. Welcome to College Football Today Weekend Fantasy Update. They call me the Fantasy Jesus. In this league, it is never short of exciting at ITL. And so much more. Download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app in the iTunes and Google Play Store now and keep the best fantasy experts right in your pocket all day long and all week long. Game time decisions. It's time for Tampa Bay to go. Like there, there's, it's not going to get better. I don't see a vision where it can get better. A new stadium would not help them. There's nothing in that market to say. Hell, the Tampa Bay Lightning are actually doing good in that. No one cares about the Tampa Bay race. It's it's over. It'd be great to bring Montreal back. No, baseball ne- has never caught on in Florida. You'd be better off with an M- MLS team. Beckham, like you'll see, the MLS team will be off the hook. Baseball, eh. weekdays, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. A little dark here on FST. Thirty-six chambers. Coming yeah, we know break. you love Wu Tang. We've do. already we've already discussed I that. I love the <laughs> I own that CD. So that's what's up. I'm a, I'm a fan. Uh, I might own it as a tape. Blew it. Well, well, you're not older than me, so like you don't have to trump me with your cassette talk. Anyway. No, no, no. I'm not saying that I'm trumping you. I'm just trying to say like what year it was. Like where were, we, were people buying CDs in like '92, '93? Yeah. Yeah, I had a CD player then. I felt like I was really? late did to I the have, game. Like, a disc man? You probably did. I have, like, did. a disc man That then? sounds right. That's, like, right. the disc man I, era. It might have still been my Walkman. Yeah. I, all right. Hey, listen, Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, we, we, weren't, we weren't all flush with cash, so I was rocking a Walkman a little bit later into the 90s myself. So Fair enough. Uh, DailyRoto.com. FST ain't nothing to F with. <laughs> uh, DailyRoto.com NBA lineup optimizer is now available. That means you can use the same tools and projections that DailyRoto.com NFL premium subscribers are using to win each week for NBA DFS contests. So uh, DailyRoto has produced... Seven separate FanDuel and DraftKings million-dollar tournament winners and much, much more in cumulative prizes. So if you're playing DFS and you aren't using the Daily Roto tools, projections, and optimizers, you're doing it wrong, and you're at a competitive disadvantage. So go to DailyRoto.com, click on Go Premium, enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount and start winning today. That's DailyRoto.com, click on Go Premium, and enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount. Start winning today. So, uh, Dane... uh, you know, games of the week. Got some highlight games here. Obviously, Philly is in a tough spot. They they got to go to L.A. So yeah. Philly, yeah. Philly going to Dallas and L.A. That that was their season. It's uh, you know, it's a fleeting season. It seems at this point that that game last week felt like the end of that division. But uh, nonetheless, yeah. they still you got to give them a puncher's chance. But uh, the game tonight we'll talk about in the next segment. But beyond that, um. Cowboys-Colts is obviously an interesting game. It's a three-point spread right now. Colts are the three-point favorite at home with an over of 47. I heard you guys talking about Marlon Mack in the previous hour. Uh, Don't really love him as a matchup. Dallas has been limiting teams uh, quite a bit, especially on the ground. So, really, what are your thoughts on this game in general? Colts coming off a a big win against the Texans and Dallas coming off a big win against Philly. So, two emotional divisional wins uh, that – yeah, staved off or staved off in Dallas's case, a team that was maybe on the come, not really, but th- they were challenging them. And now the Colts uh, n- al- not allowing the Texans to clinch the AFC South. Yeah, so I'm very intrigued by this game. 
Um, when we've been talking about the Dallas defense over the last, I don't know, three, four weeks, let's say, you know, the New Orleans Saints came in there and Dallas showed that they can, you know, punch them in the mouth. They were able to limit the Philadelphia Eagles in a similar way, right? In that in that kind of conversation, we've been like, oh, maybe this Dallas defense and these Bears defense, they're, they're going to be able to upset the apple cart with one of these high-flying offenses. The concern I've had with that this whole time has been like, yeah, but will they be able to do that on the road? This offers the Dallas defense a, a proof point, an opportunity to demonstrate that they can go on the road and you know shut down a quality offense. And I still believe that Andrew Luck and these Colts offense, I think the uh, Jacksonville game was something of an aberration. Remember, Andrew Luck was throwing three-plus touchdowns for like every game over the last two months, that sort of thing. I think this is a very interesting opportunity to kind of show that the Dallas defense is almost like that it travels, that it's matchup proof, that it can do things even against an unfamiliar opponent. That's the way I'm going to be looking at this game as a litmus test, a different kind of litmus test for the Dallas defense. Yeah, uh, Luck was awesome last week. 399, two touchdowns, 66% of his passes. His last six against the NFC, he is 263 average per game with 12 touchdowns and four picks and 98.6 ratings. So uh, T.Y. Hilton slaughtered the Texans last week. It's so funny that certain guys just have it on another team. And he's a game-time decision, and I was saying all Sunday, like, as soon as we hear he's playing, if he is, you have to put him in. Put him in. He's killed the Texans over the course of his career. And what did he do? He killed the Texans. And just killed him. So it's really amazing that some guys have it. Uh, Amari, obviously, coming up. The only other guy that had a bigger game last week was Amari. 10 for 217 and three touchdowns. Nobody had a bigger game than Amari last week. And, by the way, he knocked me out of the playoffs. Don't forget Derrick Henry. True. Well, but to be fair, Amari <laughs> no, did. Cooper slightly, had more than Henry. He did edge. Yeah, but but uh, he had more than uh, Henry had more than say like T. Y. Hilton though. This is true. Uh, I'm talking about the receiver front, but yes, gotcha. Amari Cooper uh, crushed it last week. <sighs> With the way that Dallas's defense has played, and frankly, the Colts' defense has played really for the last couple of months. Yeah. What does that do for us in terms of the point total? We have these offenses which have very recently put up big totals. Like you said, Andrew Luck had that touchdown streak going for a long time. Mm-hmm. I know you're not an unders guy, but you know it. <laughs> do you see this being a, a game in which some of these this offensive talent could be limited? Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. If I was someone who would still ever bet an under in the NFL anymore, this would be a good candidate, right? Because I do think that Dallas can somewhat stifle a little bit of what they're trying to do. And, you know, Dallas also would like to run the ball, play time of possession. So, yes, this would be an under candidate if I would ever look at unders. Um, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not, right. not going to do that. Do <laughs> but this would be it. a scenario. I do think it's interesting. Two games are in the 30s. This week. Yeah. And another thing I thought, when I was looking at the totals, it's a very interesting DFS week, uh, Blew it. You know, high-flying game is a Thursday night game. High-flying game is the Sunday night game, the Monday night game. Two games on Saturday off the main slate, okay? When you look at the main Sunday slate, the only game that has a total in the 50s is New England-Pittsburgh. Everything else is dramatically lower. All the other totals are dramatically lower. Makes me want a game stack like, whoa. Yeah. 
Who do you think leads the NFL in scrimmage yards, Dane? In scrimmage yards? And rushing yards. Who do I think I'm gonna ask you both leads of those. the NFL in scrimmage yards? Todd Gurley. No. One more guess. One more guess. Ezekiel uh, uh, Elliott. That's right. He's the guy that leads in both rushing really? yards and scrimmage yards. Zeke Elliott nice. is on the move these last five weeks. His numbers, he has 970 scrimmage yards in his last six games. So he's averaging a 161 scrimmage yards. He's also got five touchdowns in that span. So uh, Zeke has really been on the move. Zeke and Chris McCaffrey have really been incredible for the last month. So Gurley leads fantasy running backs in uh, PPR standard scoring by four, just in front of Saquon Barkley. But Chris McCaffrey uh, and uh, Zeke Elliott are, have moved into the picture. They're now both in the top five along with Alvin Kamara. So uh, something to keep in mind, I think Zeke Elliott was not talked about quite as much this season. Maybe it's because we had high expectations, but uh, for the record, his last six games have been uh, pretty incredible. So Yeah, uh, since Amari Cooper, right? That opens it up for him too. Yeah, look, I, here's the reality for me with Zeke. I, I think somehow people just assumed this reputation that he couldn't catch the ball. Right. But there's nothing for me to believe that he couldn't do that. He's an extremely versatile, awesome running back. And they Good finally <laughs> just started throwing him the ball. And like, hey, Zeke can catch. Let's rack up another 50 yards a game from Zeke. And now they're doing it. Same that. thing happened with Todd Gurley last year. You know, under Jeff Fisher, it was just like, oh, he can't do this. Right. Now, all of a sudden, we realize, oh, he can. That's right. Especially the way the game plans can be developed now, these guys can be so wide open. It's yeah. just, it's just a pitch and catch situation with them in open space. So, uh, all right, uh, other games uh, to highlight: uh, my Pittsburgh Steelers going up against uh, the New England Patriots. I do not like their chances. I'm just being yeah, honest. If the Steelers were playing well, I would be picking New England because they have not been able to pick beat New right. England. They in, can't get in over that times. Hump. No, they have not yeah. been able to do that, but. Now this one's even tougher. It's Jalen Samuels. It's a banged-up Roethlisberger. I don't care that right. the game's at home. They've just been playing. Look, at some point, you just have to say which team is playing good football, which team's playing bad football. Yep. Maybe you could throw your hat in the ring to say, hey, both teams aren't playing particularly well. Pats just lost to Miami. Um, they haven't been world beaters. But I for trust like the, the last... Pats to like yeah. bring their A or A minus game yeah. more than I trust the Steelers these and days. And they don't lo- they, you know they just don't lose two games in a row. It almost never happens. Yep. It ha- actually happened earlier this year, but um, they're just not really in a position where they lose two games in a row all that often. Yeah, this year they lost the games two and three. They lost to the Jaguars and the Lions. Then they ripped off six ga- six wins in a row. Then they lost to the Titans, two wins. Uh, and now this loss. So they got at Pittsburgh, Buffalo, and New York. I think New England expects to go 3-0 and there. Um, mm-hmm. And this is the only one where I could even see them uh, potentially losing. I just don't like the, the spot that the Steelers are in. It's bad football for a month. I don't care that the losses were heartbreaking. They're turning it over. They're missing kicks. They're just making a lot of dumb penalties all year. They've been silly with the penalties. Um, by the way. All right, I, 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 a little sidebar here. This may okay. sidetrack us. I didn't bring no this problem, up. No problem, but I have a thought on this game that I want to definitely yeah, come we'll, back we'll to. Do Go it. ahead. Yeah, so this is not an excuse. You have to make the kicks. 
But in a league where we're spending billions of dollars. Where's the grounds crew? <laughs> not just that. Why are, we, why are we playing on different surfaces, some of which are known to be problematic? Put the Steelers game aside for a minute, which they, they talked about during the game, footing issues, and then on the last play of the game, of course, the kicker slips. I, I don't think he put his plant leg in the right spot, but nonetheless, he slipped. Right. The Miami-New England game, at one point, the official called a timeout to bring the grounds crew out. Oh, yeah, out. the dirt, the Did divot. you see the yeah. size of the yeah. The divot. Huge. It yeah. wasn't a divot. It was an entire section of the grass <laughs> that the grounds crew was peeling sure. back to try to fix. Yep. There's always problems in Miami. There's always problems in Oakland. Shoot, I guess it won't be a problem for much longer. There's always Many problems long, in Pittsburgh right. as well, by the way. So all these other teams are using field turf, but in the wettest uh, area right. in the country, in Miami, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, and in Oakland, where it's mm-hmm. always been a problem, we just keep doing it, and guys are slipping and sliding. I, I, I don't quite understand that. Why don't we just go with a universal? Yep. I mean, they want the players to all wear the same uniform. They want everybody to do everything yep. the same way. But it's like, ah, when it comes to the field surface, let's just roll the dice as to whether it rains in Miami or not and you know how cold it is in, in wherever else. I, I don't quite understand that. They, it, it could be just a universal surface that they all play on, no? Yeah, I, I completely agree you with you. You think that takes the I character can... away from it? Am I being too no. heavy-handed? Yeah. No, I completely agree with you. And, I, you know, we are going to go off on a tangent here because yeah. my response is, is going further down a rabbit hole. And I'm giving you that disclaimer now. You know I'm a big Yankees fan, blew it, right? Yes. Uh, the 2001 yeah, World up? Series. Yeah. The 2001 World Series in Arizona, Game 7. It started to rain in the middle of the game. The Arizona Diamondbacks invested $20 million for a retractable roof and then decided to not use it. And then at Chase Field also, they got that little strip of, like, dirt between the mound and the home plate, you know, unlike other other fields. And then that sacrifice bunt that Mariano Rivera grabbed and threw into center field was, you know— in a random place that it shouldn't have been, that slip of dirt, and was wet, and it shouldn't have been. They, there's laws in Sky Dome. They close the dome when it starts raining. They didn't do that in Game 7 of the 2001 World Series, nah, you really but I digress. Hole. You really went down a rabbit I know. hole. I didn't see that. Well, when I, think, when I think get ground screw and get turf, that's, that's where my mind goes. Anyway, it's just a thought of mine. Like, let's, <laughs> why don't we just play on the same field? We got all this other stuff that's you. uniform, and we got the same salary cap. We got all this stuff the same. I, there's two things that bother me, that, that and the fact that there's no electronic chip in the football, really. We got all these mm-hmm. guys just eyeballing it every right. time, and we're okay with it. Yeah. it doesn't, I don't get it. So, anyway. We'll, we're going to take these, these out-of-shape 60-year-old men and run out a chain-link fence, <laughs> right? Like, that's yeah. how we're going to do it. Yeah. Meanwhile, we got the eye in the sky like in tennis, yeah. you know, on a serve. Yeah. It, yeah, I Agreed. completely agree Agreed. with you. Okay, so we, that, that could be an hour show. But let's get back to the New England-Pittsburgh <laughs> game. Yeah. Uh, your thoughts. You, you said you had a specific I, I, thought. Yeah, I want to zone in on both tight ends. I think both tight ends are good plays this week. I think you know this as a Steelers fan. Gronk demolished the yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers historically. And there's no reason that would continue. This yeah. Yep. He could get and you your we finals certainly hope so, on his own. Yes. We certainly hope so, right? The other side, though, tell me if you buy this one, Blewett. I think, I think Vance could be in for a good game this week, and here's why. The New England Patriots, if you remember two weeks ago when they played Minnesota, they started that trend that Seattle continued on Monday night of doubling both Diggs and Thielen a lot of times. Yeah. That's what 
they did. I believe that Bill Belichick, especially given that there's no real running game to speak of with Samuels, I believe they're going to do the same thing. I think they're going to, on a lot of snaps, literally double A.B. and Juju, which means, similar to how Minnesota needed Lacan Treadwell or Kyle Rudolph or someone else to step up, I think Pittsburgh will need that as well, and I think it's going to be Vance McDonald. So you're saying play James Washington? <laughs> I'm saying I think Belichick's going to more often than not, actually double Juju and A.B. and look for Ben in the running game to go elsewhere. I don't know if he can do what you're saying. Excuse me. Because Roethlisberger's too tough. He did it with Thielen and Diggs. Mm, Yeah, but I would say, I think the guy right now, it's really important that you take out of the offense, ironically, is Juju Smith-Schuster. It's Juju, yep. He's He's been the most consistent player in that offense every week all year. And I'm not blaming Antonio Brown or James Conner, uh, who is great, and, or Jalen Samuels or anybody else. But Juju Smith-Schuster has been a baller all year. He really has been great. Um, he's 91 for 12-34 and six touchdowns wow. right now. He's got three games to go. Juju's easily going to wow. hit 100 catches and take your pick. 1,500 yards? He could get another 250 sure. over the last three games. Like, that's a yeah. monster season. Easily. Easily, yeah. Monster season for him. And he's a second-year guy. Right now, he is, I'll, t- I'll do the receptions right now, Adam Thielen, Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, Devontae Adams, Juju Smith-Schuster. So he's top five. Yards, <clears throat> Julio Jones. Damn, Julio, fourteen twenty nine. Yeah. It's unbelievable. He might get to, yeah. Um, <laughs> Tyreek Hill, twelve fifty eight. Thielen, twelve thirty six. Juju Smith, twelve thirty four. So he's top five in yards and, in yards and catches. So... Uh, impressive, just an impressive season for him. So, yeah, look, I'm with you. I, <clears throat> I I like your point about the tight end. I always would say Gronk gives the Steelers headaches. Uh, if the Steelers continue to play zone defense like they have historically against the Patriots, they will get cleaned out again. The Patriots had a very easy time with them in the past when the Steelers played zone. The last time they played last year, um. They mixed it up a little bit, but Shazier being gone just left it open for Gronk in the fourth quarter, and uh, it fell apart on them. So uh, we'll see how they defend it. The Steelers just haven't played good football defensively. They've been rough uh, all the way around. So we'll, uh, we'll talk Chiefs-Chargers after the break, and maybe we'll do another highlight game uh, as well. But uh, you got me fired up about the grounds crew stuff. It's just so irritating, yeah. man. It slips on a field goal. It's their fault. They shouldn't have been in that game. But They didn't want to play in Mexico City because of the field, but they'll play in Oakland. Damn Skippy, Dane Martinez. We'll come back for segment number three. It's Mike and Dane on FST Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. 
Were you scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for your great idea? Not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea, timeshare contract guaranteed or pay nothing. Call Resort Release today and learn for free how their timeshare Exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract. They've helped thousands of people and they're A plus rated with a BBB. So if you feel scammed, get mad and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now, guaranteed. Call NOW 800 804 7060. 800 804 7060. 800 804 7060. That's 800 804 7060. The morning after. Is there a man that's been ripped off more in modern society than my man Tommy John? Guy hurts his arm. Tommy John surgery. Now you got these people selling Tommy John underwear. I don't care about your overpriced uh, underwear. We're going commando for the holidays. There's my Christmas present. We're going to teabag your. I don't care about your diamonds. I don't care about your underwear. Get the hell off my lawn! Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. Back on FST, Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Thanks for downloading. Free to download, free to listen. Tune in radio, iHeartRadio. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Dane and I will be here again tomorrow, 8 to 9 Eastern. You can always catch us on demand as well. So if you like to wager on sports or never have and like to try, head on over to BetDSI. They have wagering options for almost any sport you can think of, including sides, totals, and player props, where you can utilize your DFS skills without salary cap constraints. You can even wager on esports, politics, and reality TV. How's the guy Nick doing, Dane Martinez? Yeah, I was going to ask you. Oh, so it was interesting, bro. It was really interesting. He is still alive. He is one of now six people left. They took out a big character last night, but Nick had an immunity idol played his immunity idol and it turns out no one voted for him so he wasted his immunity idol oh boy. but he is one of six still alive to win a million dollars so you have to use the immunity idol before the voting happens before the votes are read out like they make the votes and what he did was like he fake stood up and he tried to read the room and then he was like yeah i think i need to play it but it turns out he didn't need to play it but they well. took out like the big boy the big like alpha threat in last week, last night's show. Yeah. So he's one of six still alive. All right. So there you go. You get all kinds of breakdowns here on FST. So <laughs> get an edge with live betting at BetDSI, where you can wager virtually any time during a contest to capitalize on in-game circumstances. So there's a lot of ways which, in which you can make money. So use the promo code FNTSY101 when signing up and get a 100% bonus deposit match. So once you've opened your account, then you can go to DailyRoto.com, click on Contact Us, and send us your BetDSI username. We're going to give you one month of Daily Roto access totally free. So that's access to all sports, tools, and optimizers. Head on over and open your account at BetDSI. Get that username 
by using and use the promo code FNTSY101 to get your 100% bonus deposit match and one month free membership at dailyroto.com. So good stuff there. Um, Dane, we have uh, some decisions to make. And yeah. I'm going to bring up our team right now. Dane Martinez and I yep. had a bye last week in our staff league here. Um, sure we lost uh, a majority of the fan entries that were in there, but there's one left. And the guy that came in first was actually a, a fan entry. So yeah. uh, right now. I think we, we're playing uh, Frank Stanfield this week in the semis. I believe we are. Yeah, I actually have to set that today. So good, it's a good yep. reminder there to the commission. To Frankie Stanfield. Um, yeah. Um, what and was then he, one of our was, fans, I believe, was, what, we're playing Greg Sussman. Yeah, he was the – yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense, I think. Yeah, I'll, I'll double-check it today. I set it up so that it was 3, 6, uh, 4, 5, yep. and then we would play the, we're the, the 4, we're 4, 5. the 3 seed. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, that's – no, I was going straight bracket, right? Wouldn't it be that – no, no, yeah, we would play the 3, 6. That's right. We played the 3, 6, yeah, which yeah, I believe sorry. is Frank Stanfield's team. The so, 4, 5 will advance to play the 1. That sounds right. Yes, okay. So uh, our team, we have Matty Ice. It's our – only quarterback, unless we want to play Case Keenum against... Uh, no, I feel good about Matty Ice indoors against Arizona. Yeah, so our running back situation right now is Mark Ingram and Sony Michelle. We had really good depth at running back, uh, really which did. was necessary <laughs> because we had we lost James Conner, Melvin Gordon, LaShawn McCoy uh, really within the last week. You asked me a question. If LaShawn McCoy was active, would you play him? Uh, my answer right, right now, now we're flexing Cameron Brait. True. Because of this, because of all these injuries. True. But so we're good at those two running backs. Uh, you know, we can move guys around. I know Ingram's playing the Monday night game. We can put him in the flex if somebody else yeah, comes yeah, yeah. in. But uh, our receivers are Chris Godwin, Josh Reynolds, and Michael Thomas. It doesn't sound. That's not great. <laughs> Losing Manny Sanders was bad. That for was us. that was a tough one. That was a tough. And loss. Nelson Aguilar really helped us early in the season as well. Yeah. Um, and then Gronkowski at tight end and Cameron Brait in the flex. People are probably being like, you guys aren't really that great. You're, you're actually yeah, like, right. you guys are in second place? Yeah. We had a lot of injuries. I mean, the guys. Melvin, are- Gord- I mean, Melvin Gordon and James Conner were our starting running backs for most of the season. Yeah, and Manny Sanders was a starter. And Manny Sanders was our wideout, too. Uh, LaShawn McCoy was an occasional flex. Um, so I mean, we have you had all Manny four Sanders, LaShawn McCoy, and, you know, Melvin Gordon and James Conner. Both of my teams on the CBS too. platform have just fallen apart. Due to injuries here. Just start Jalen Samuels at tight end. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> so right. Uh, the question is: Do we stick with Cameron Brayton, our flex, or you know these injured running backs? What happens? Literally, specifically for me, with Shady and Connor, if they are active, what do we think about them? Is it like a pitch count? Is it a decoy? And even as a decoy, is that still better than, in essence, the touchdown dependent status of making America great again? Uh, let's see. I'm, I'm looking up some numbers right now. Cam Brait, I uh, see where he's at. This is Daily Roto I'm going by. Uh, Brait at eight and a half points. And then we have projection. Shady at, no, he's not even, they're not even giving him a projection right now because he's not expected to play. Connor, yeah, not expected to play. So right. I think that's where we're at, dude. I think our lineup well, is set. Well, but that's because they're not expected to play. What if they are declared active, though? Even if they don't have a projection, that still it still poses a question for us. I can't see James Conner playing. Okay, so talk to me about Shady. I wouldn't play. Talk Shady. to me about Shady. I don't think I'd play. Shady. Home against Detroit. The only problem we have in our lineup is then that we'd be playing at Baltimore, both Chris Godwin and Cameron Brait. That's not ideal. You don't have enough. It is touch, not. You don't have enough touchdown equity there. I, mean, I don't. I see. feel like we may have to go Shady if he's active. 
It's against Detroit, who's something like 23rd against running backs. Um, I don't want to be heavily invested in Tampa. Guy came out of the game last week. I know, but that can happen to anybody. All right. So, all right. We got to. So that's our one decision. So we'll see. I'm open. I believe so. We agree on our defense. We agree on our kicker. Uh, yeah, we got the Rams against Philly versus uh, versus yeah, the Nick Broncos Holes. against Cleveland. Yeah, so I'm going to take yeah, we'll one go. Twitter question here. A guy had asked me. Okay. Uh, he needs advice. My guy Wes is always asking me questions. He always asks me questions on Facebook at like 11 o'clock. Is that Wes the man? Wes Littleton? No. Oh, it's a different. He I always asks me West question on Facebook at like 11 o'clock in the morning on Sundays, and then I see it <laughs> at like 3 o'clock on Sunday. And I'm like, I'm on air. I'm sorry, sorry, bro. I can't do it. <laughs> uh, so anyway. Standard league, he needs a QB. He's got Jameis Winston and Baker Mayfield, but he really dislikes those matchups against Denver and Baltimore, uh, Baltimore and Denver, respectively. Hmm. Should he pick up Lamar Jackson or Derek Carr or Josh Allen and start one of those guys? Interesting. Uh, I personally do like Lamar, and I do like Josh Allen. The one thing I will say, though, don't forget to this guy about the Baker thing. Didn't Chris Harris go down with an injury last week for Denver? Yes. And I think that makes this matchup for Baker a little bit less intimidating so i just want that nugget in to be part of his calculation lamar is a top those other five guys, qb according give to me lamar Rara. yeah yeah give me lamar against tampa right give me lamar i think he can exploit them not necessarily via the passing game but i think you know 85 yards rush at rushing would mitigate an interception and a only 210 yard passing day when you add you know 87 yards rushing yeah okay so we only got a few minutes left here let's talk about chiefs um, Chargers, sorry. Um, yep. So we're in Kansas City. We got all kinds of guys hurt. Uh, right yeah. now it's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Kansas City is favored with a 53 over-under. So points on the board tonight, Dane. It's going to be a fantasy ex- ex- fantasy extravaganza, but we got a hobbled Tyreek Hill. We're playing Damian Williams. We're playing Justin mm-hmm. Jackson. Uh, but the QBs are there. Keenan Allen's in the mix. Travis Kelsey's in the mix. So sure. what do you got here? You know, I think you know for season-long fantasy who you, who you have to start and who not. On Kansas City, of course, you're starting Mahomes. Of course, you're starting Kelsey and Hill. If you want to go all the way down to Damian you're Williams. You're worried about Hill's ankle being banged up. I have his heel or ankle? No, I'm not. You know, they're going to shoot him up. He's going to make it pop. Uh, and on similarly, on the Chargers, of course, you're starting Rivers. Jackson's a volume play. You want to start Keenan Allen as well. I think this is going to be an exciting game. But here's the thing. I think this is going to be the kind of game, blew it, where it's like last team with the ball, you know, um, is going to have a shot to win. It's just like, will they make the play or will Phillip Rivers make the bonehead interception in the fourth quarter? I think the hook is really interesting here. I might take the Chargers plus the three and a half. But remember, blew it. The Chargers were my early Super Bowl pick, so this may be me just kind of uh, massaging the narrative to get the Chargers as the one seed when we wake up tomorrow morning. Keenan Allen aiming for his sixth game in a row with a touchdown catch. Uh, He had eight for 108 the last time these two played. Uh, And in past five versus the AFC West, he's got eight catches per game for 95 yards and four Hmm. touchdowns. So um, I really need Keenan Allen for a big day today. I do. I'm well, in a semi. I'm in a semi-final where I, yeah. I need some points. Where team we're playing against can put them up. So uh, anyway, I need some Patty Mahomes tonight. In I my would, big like. Go uh, ahead. Yeah, no, I would. Uh, I would lay the points tonight. You would. Yeah, I, and I don't think it's going to be a blowout or anything. But I, I think the Chiefs can get a little bit more comfortable here. I, I think like when you start getting 37-31. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I don't know if it's going to be that high scoring. Okay. Everything. 33 24. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I take. That. I hear you. Thirty to. 20. I'm staying away from this game because it's such a too wide of a range of outcomes. These are two good teams. And by the way, there's a lot of depleted players. I'm staying away from. By them. the way, Dana, I've been on record for saying I think the Chargers are probably the most complete team in the AFC. That's right. But I just think this is a tough spot. It's what we talked about last week. Everybody's trying to gift everybody wins and like, ah, oh, they're going to run the table. Well, the Rams just lost. I'll be excited to talk about it with you tomorrow. Yeah, we'll talk about it tomorrow. I lay the points and take the overs. Dean and Mike will be back tomorrow. Have a good day, everybody. Good luck tonight.